Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. So guys, we have a, a, a little different episode for our listeners today, but I think we're all pretty excited about it because... It's a treat. It's a big milestone. Yes, it's a treat. This year, 2023 is a 40th anniversary for the brand. So it's a big number. And um, we thought we could kind of take a little time on the podcast because, you know, some of some of our listeners are longtime fans, but some of them are new new fans. And we thought we could just talk about the, the history of Ballard, where we came from. We have kind of an interesting story, which some of you may not know. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. And we've come a long way. Karen Mooney is here with us, Hi. our president. Hello, guys. People you might remember are, her. Our fearless leader. Years ago. Yes, former host. Mm. <laughs> um, Aww, I miss you guys. And you're like chief. You're, you obviously know much about the history of the brand. You've been mm-hmm. with us nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so we thought you could help us kind of have a little history lesson. Yes. Let's look back it a little. Well, I have been yeah. with Ballard more than 20 years. Because, yeah, I have been with Ballard, uh, I don't know, I started in 2000, no, anyway, I think it's like 22 years. Let's just go with that for now. Because I was pregnant with my son who's getting ready to turn 22 this month. So, um, I've been there a long time. Um, But the great thing is that I do, Ballard, our history is a big piece of who we are because uh, every new person that's onboarded um, gets to listen to me talk about the history of the brand. <laughs> and now <laughs> you do too. Uh-huh. And now you do too. Welcome to your onboarding session at Ballard. <laughs> we call it Brand 101, but I'll make it shorter than it usually is when I ramble on. But yeah, it's a really kind of cool story because how many years ago is it? 40. 40. 40. 40 years. It was in the 80s. I can't even count that high, you guys. In the 80s, there was a woman named Helen Ballard. There still is a woman named Helen Ballard. But at the time, Helen was a real estate agent, but had a real design, desire, uh, passion around design. She loved interior design. Her, She had, a, um, you know, like her family had great taste. You know, she was just raised in a family with wonderful taste and she had great taste. And she owned this cool little condo in Atlanta. She entered her condo in a contest um, for Metropolitan Home Magazine, which is not in, published anymore, but at the time it was like super cool magazine. Well, she won for Southeastern Home of the Year. And the article talked all about how she mixed the high and the low and the casual and the dressy. Like she had um, a Queen Anne chairs that she had covered in what they called a punk fabric at the time. You remember those 80s fabrics, like splash paint mm-hmm. and all that stuff? Yeah. So she was sort of irreverently putting those things together and it created this new kind of look, this freshness that really hadn't been seen a lot out there. Helen got a bunch of letters in the mail because remember this is before email or anything like that, the interwebs. <laughs> Stamped mail. Yeah, exactly. She got snail mail requests from many people asking where they could buy some of her furnishings, specifically a dining table base that she had that 
looked like big dolphins, the dolphin table base. Uh, and it had a glass top. And mm-hmm. so Helen, sensing an opportunity, started a catalog company. She started, started with a four-page black and white brochure featuring the dolphin table base and other plaster pieces that she bought from a local place here in Atlanta. And it grew from there. And so at the time, and I just want to harken back to this, you guys, like at the time, the only way to really get in front of people with product was to mail them something, unless you had a retail store. You know, so there wasn't the internet, there wasn't anything like that. And so this was the only way to really reach people on, you know, direct mail. And that's where kind of catalogs all came from at the time. L.L. Bean and all those things really started out of this desire to um, sell things to people without a retail storefront. And so that's how it started. Or being like a wholesaler, I guess. Right. Like you could sell to, you know. sell to, sell to a retailer or something like that for sure. And so that's what she did. And it really, it's grown from that like little seed she planted all those years ago. And I always say in the brand 101, it's the same, but it's evolved. So it's the same beautiful flower, but it's grown over the years. It's changed over the years, but the essence is still the same, which is that idea of putting together those things that you love in a space and making the space reflect you and your tastes and they don't all have to be you know one genre or from one country or one color palette or anything Mm -hmm. it really just needs to reflect you and that's where we get to our internal tagline that we use a lot which is unleash your inner decorator we want everyone to bring out that little spark inside of them that tells their story about what they want their home to look like so the end that's it done podcast over (laughs) okay wait i have a question (laughs) Well, when you're that good, Karen, I mean, <laughs> my mom had a plaster based dining table with the glass top. And I want to know, yes. was this a trend before Helen or did Helen really like create, create trend? this trend? Yeah. If I had to guess, it was a very 90s trend. I think remember those like plaster columns you'd put your TV on yes. in the corner, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That was really 90s. I, I, I don't think we can attribute all of that to Helen but I'd like to well that's because because like <laughs> we had it all growing up in the 90s and but if this was 1983 that she started her company and she probably had this table and like mm-hmm. even before that 81 82 then that's like maybe that's really early that's and your mom was also probably in the wheelhouse of a target customer for her oh she right? would have been for sure yeah, yeah so that would make sense Let's just say, yes, your mother bought that from Ballard. Let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I remember, I do remember getting the catalog and we've had, I think we've heard from at least a handful of designers we've had on the show that have said, I remember Rachel Cannon specifically talking about when I was a little girl, I would like go through the Ballard catalog and I would fill out my little order form with the mm-hmm. item number and I would make a total and mm-hmm. I would, you know, sort of like what we do now where we put it all in our cart mm-hmm. and then we just never check out. Mm-hmm. And then someone now sends you a very annoying email that's like, you left your car. Your cards that's right. Don't forget those items in yeah. your cart. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also, I've always been curious, like, okay, how it's easy now to know where you get email addresses and stuff, but where does one even get a mailing list? Like when, at the time, where did that even come from? So at the time you could rent names from other catalogers. So you could, mm -hmm, you could rent names from say Pottery Barn or L.L. Bean or whatever. And if someone 
you were only allowed to mail them one time. And if they didn't buy anything, then you didn't own any of their information. Uh, this is years and years ago. And if they did buy something, then you had their information and that was then your customer. So you could do a lot of trading back and forth with list rentals. And then companies popped up that would aggregate those lists and then do it. And so you didn't have to like just do Pottery Barn. You could do like a home decor customer who, um, you know, is this demographic or this part of the United States or that kind of thing and has bought in the last 30 days. And Is that something people still do? That seems like privacy is now... No, that doesn't wouldn't really allow you to do that anymore. Yeah, that's really changed over the years. Well, and then I was also curious because I know just internally we have we do a lot of like COM. That's been and for any customers who aren't familiar with what that means, it means customers own material where you can literally mail us yardage, and we will put it on any of our furniture bodies. And that's something that's been mm-hmm. a part of the company the for beginning. a long time. And I was mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So from the very beginning, like yeah, one? from the beginning, and it's you know it's a complicated thing to do, right? To to allow anyone because usually that's something you have to do through a designer. Uh, and it's a specialty thing uh, because, you know, you know, if you send the wrong fabric or if you send damaged fabric or if you send fabric that's not appropriate for that kind of piece or there's all kinds of things or not enough, um, you know, all kinds of things that can go wrong with a COM order. Um, but from the beginning, the company was set it up that way because the idea was like you should be able to get what you want. It's supposed to feel design designery. You know, it's supposed to be this very different point of view. And so the way it was set up was, you know, Ballard offered however many fabrics, like now we offer probably 300 or something. I know that Liz knows the exact number. I do. It's just shy of 300. Okay. Yeah. But we've always <laughs> offered- And growing. Some number of fabrics, whether it was 50 or 100. And we work then with different upholstery factories. And, but we send every single order to every upholstery factory from, it just sounds so complicated, but whatever. All the fabric comes from us. It's not fabric that that upholstery company stocks. So when you go into other places, they're like, oh, well, if you want this sofa, it's these 50 fabrics. If you want that sofa, it's a different 50 fabrics. If you want this sofa, that's because those are made in different factories. And those factories, in the US, those factories stock those fabrics. They're their fabrics. Well, Helen never wanted to do it that way. She was like, I want my fabrics and I want you to put any of my fabrics on any of the bodies that I'm selling. And so Every order that comes from Ballard to these factories is a COM order. They don't know that it's coming from us. So it gave, gave us the opportunity to then accept customers' fabric as well because we take that fabric, we inspect it all, we measure it and everything before it's sent to any factory to have anything made. And it's the same process we do for our own fabric. So it's seamless to the factory. It's just a value add for our customers because it doesn't cost anything extra for our customer. We, we pass that on as a, just as a service. That was a very long explanation. Sorry. No, I, I think it's interesting. Hopefully other people do. Well, and also <laughs> all of our factories for upholstery are, are domestic. I mean, I fell asleep, the US, but so. that was just me. Yeah. Wake up, Terry. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. You're drooling back. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the COM thing is really like that nugget of inner decorator mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. customization, which is is the, I mean, which is the essence, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, because if you, even if you have one yard of some amazing fabric, maybe it's a, you know, I don't know, something that is left over from a project your mother did or something that you found in a cool vintage shop or, and you just want to put it on an ottoman and it like ties your whole room together, you can do that. It doesn't have to be a whole sofa, you know, 
50 yards of something that you that you purchase so yeah and the uniqueness is what that makes, makes it cool special. yeah 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 i mean there's cer- certainly something to be said for like a a um you know kind of classic beige or neutral sofa or chair like everyone kind of needs some of those but you mm-hmm. also need some of those exciting pieces too and we shouldn't all just have to shop from the same 300 pa- fabrics when there are like millions that's true around the world that's true there are many mm-hmm Karen, what was your very first product you brought, bought from Ballard? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that's hard, Caroline, because I was a big Ballard fan way before I worked at Ballard. So, mm-hmm. you know, living in Atlanta, it's an Atlanta brand. I was familiar mm-hmm. with the company and it had an outlet across town that I would go to and buy things. So it was probably, I don't know if you guys remember, I bet this is what it was. Back in the day, those really big oversized clocks. I mean, that were yes. like, oh, you know, yeah. four, three feet in diameter. I don't know, ginormous. I mean, that was a Ballard thing. And I mm-hmm. got one of those from the outlet and put it in my kitchen. And I thought I was the bomb. Yeah. They were just such a were. statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were a big they were statement. Cool. Yeah. They were cool. And that was really, that was way, way pre like, you know, now Joanna Gaines with Magnolia, that's a very her thing to put, you know, it's kind of like an antique wood. I feel like we had one that was an antique wood for a long time, sort mm-hmm. of like a barn wood. Mm-hmm. Now that's something she really popularized, like in what, probably the 2010s. But mm-hmm. I mean, you were doing that in what, like the I mean, 90s? I would think, yeah. Early 2000s? I mean, let's not talk about how old I am, but yes, something like that. <laughs> The other thing that was big, I remember this very specifically, doing that same thing with the order formula, like filling it out and adding it up and, you know, what can I afford and blah, 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 was um, we still carry these, the terrific tables. So these are particle board tables that are round and you throw a tablecloth over them. And I mean, they were huge. They're on a big comeback right now, too. Like they're their thing again. But they were huge. Like every every house had, you know, some skirted round table and, you know, fabrics. And Helen loved burlap. And so it was very unique out there. We had uh, and still have, you know, burlap drapery and burlap tablecloths. And it just added this cool texture to an, a room that, you know, could go too dressy. It could take it down a notch. And so it wasn't such a you know fancy pants room. And I remember um, I, I bought one of those. I bought a uh, and had a big fat welt, a burlap uh, tablecloth with a round table with a big fat welt. And then you could also hide things under there. It's good for storage. So <laughs> okay. What about the antiques angle? Because I feel like early on, that was something I really attributed to the brand as sort of, I hate to use this word, but like ripping off antiques or like going to antiques and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, modernizing them, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. them accessible. Like we can't all go to Tuscany or, mm-hmm. you know, Provence and like bring home a $5,000 commode, but we want to, right? Yeah, we want to. I mean, Taryn's been on these trips too, where we go for, you know, visual mm-hmm. inspiration and emotional inspiration, but we also go and try to find great design and interpret it for modern lifestyle. So mm-hmm. it might be gorgeous, but Taryn has to make it functional. You know, the this, this seat might sit too low or it might be too tiny or the desk surface doesn't accommodate remember like we have to accommodate printers we used to like you know we don't really anymore but those kinds of or a cpu remember we had to like make desk yes. accommodate cpus but oh you wanted to make yes, it i don't even know what a cpu was when okay, i first started working oh, i just never heard the tower mm-hmm. i just never heard of it as a cpu but it was like you know the standing tower sometimes antiques function perfectly as is 
And if you can afford them, yay. But sometimes they don't function and or they're, you know, they're a little rickety or um, they're so expensive. You can't, you know, it just doesn't fit into your into your budget. And so that has. Yeah, it's definitely has been and continues to be a place that we we go to to find inspiration and to. Um, bring new ideas to life, even if it's just a finish or a trim or the way a leg is turned or, you know, a beautiful knob on something. There's, it's just sort of a limitless. Well, do you agree, Taryn? I mean, you've, you've done that a lot. I feel like with us. Yes. I mean, the history of just architecture and design, I mean, through ages and ages, I mean, we all know what a Louis chair is. How silly to think that, you know, there was a whole, you know, era of time where that was all the new, right? And (laughs) right to even think like that. And now again, it's such a traditional, beautiful shapes and details that your brain recognizes and knows as beautiful and old and um, traditional and all those wonderful things and the way it makes you feel. So, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, they say, but it's just, you know, what you make of it. And so, and I truly believe that they did it right. You know, there's just so many things that the scale and proportions and it's just gorgeous or it's made beautifully. And again, it's not, it's not like my brain is going to think of something that just the whole world knocks their socks off, you know, but it, you know, it is taking that and preserving the, you know, the details that matter and the history behind it Mm -hmm. um, and making something beautiful that we all can own because, a lot more people in the world who want it than probably at that time, <laughs> Mr. Louis himself. Right. There aren't enough chairs to go around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Taryn, how? What was your first introduction to the brand? So you said that I, comically, I was an intern first, as you know. But comically, my mom, when I said, "Oh, there's an internship at Ballard Design," my mom was with a fr- freaked out. So that's where I was like, she's like, "Oh my gosh." Yes, they have beautiful stuff. And she like ripped, you know, pulled out catalogs. And I was like, okay, (laughs) cool. So that was, I was still in college and not affording Pallard Designs at the time, nor had I heard of it. But um, that was my introduction in. And then once I got here, it was, I was, I loved it. Obviously, I'm still here. So through your mom. <laughs> yeah, my my mm-hmm. mom was the one who definitely was like, oh my gosh, and who excited me. But I wanted to do furniture design, and this was a place where I was going to be able to do it. So it also was perfect fit in that realm as well. Plus, I think it really fits my traditional heart, too. You know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. make beautiful things. And yes, we don't stay in one genre or era of time, but um, it's nice to... Um, speak to those antiques too so but i I think that that what you just said is a big piece of of the essence of our brand which is it's a mix right it's Mm -hmm. a mix of something your grandmother might have given you and something that was just designed yesterday or anything that's beautifully designed can live together if if it's put together the Mm -hmm. right way and it doesn't have to all be from the same era or country or style and that's kind of the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. just from the very beginning the way that that Helen did in that contest it's the same we're we're, we're trying to live that same idea of the Ballard look of layering it all up together Mm -hmm. yeah I think layering is a big part of a big part of it and I think that's something that we always talk about internally and I think the other Mm -hmm. thing that's really amazing is that 
we all have so much Ballard in our own homes just from mm. working here over the years. No way. And <laughs> each, right, Taryn. Um, but none of our houses look the same. Mm-mm. Even if we would have the same pieces, they, none of them look the same because of the way that we personally layer them. And I think that that's yeah. really fantastic. Yeah, and they don't look the same as the cat. None of them look the same as the catalog either. Right. Okay, but I, I, I need to hold our feet to the fire for a second because if we have always been about mixing, then how do we explain away the late 90s, early 2000s photography of like sets where you've got like your matching chair and, and table and sideboard mm. or your matching bed and nightstand and dresser? You know what I mean? Like now we typically don't show them all together, but there was a time. Well, I'll explain that. You know, sometimes people like that. You know, I'm not here to tell you, you can't, your chairs can't match. Now, I don't, I think there's a, you know, a cooler way to do it, but some people that's, that's just not what they like. And so it's a business, Caroline. We're trying to make money. (laughs) If people want to have a whole bedroom suit that matches, we're going to give you a dresser and a nightstand and it goes with that bed. But we, uh, the idea is that we're going to show you other ways and -hmm. you go with what's comfortable to you. That's why all of our houses look different, Caroline. That's why we have chocolate and vanilla. Well, it's also, we still, we still have the sets again, because, uh, like again, for a bedroom, you might like a side table, but you actually might just need a dresser in that bedroom and still like Mm -hmm. it stylistically. You love the details and the legs and, oh, it's got the right number of drawers. Like because of that is also why we still have sets. So again, if she's more comfortable being like one and done, love it. I mean, I agree with you. It's it, it's not what we're seeing across the board because people do love to mix it in. Um, but, you know, it's provided to you because, again, the shapes are pretty. So we're gonna, if we like it enough, we will do it in in a collection. Mm-hmm. Per se. All right. I mean, I kind of, you know. I like this. And I, like, I kind of knew the answer, the mixing, but I feel like. People- I, I, and the mixing <laughs> thing, let me get, I want to touch on it again. So say I do have a, set, a dining set. You can keep that together and do something else in the room that's a juxtaposition to that style. So y'all talk about this all the time. Maybe it's modern art or maybe it's some kind of funky chandelier, something that's not of that same provenance. So if you want to keep that set together, you know, we would recommend mixing it up in the room elsewhere. Otherwise, it's going to be a pretty stale setting. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, Liz, what about you? What was your entree into Ballard? Well, I have an aunt who is a bit of a Renaissance woman. She's a lawyer in New York, but on the side, she's an interior designer for her friends. So she's a part of- that's cool. Yeah. So she was part of our, and still is part of our trade program because she's a designer. She's a licensed designer. And so when I moved to Atlanta, I actually moved less than a mile down the street from our office. And so I would hit the outlet all the time. And when I told her that, I was like, I think they're hiring. She was just, yeah, just jumped all over that. Over the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have found that just over the last million years at Ballard that it's the people that really kind of 
love the brand and have a passion for design that stick around so long. You know, you've got so many people that have been around and, and when you really kind of dig in, they're like, oh my gosh, I just love it. Or I love design or this isn't my exact style, but I love interiors or it's funny how it's this sort of little vortex of creativity that pulls a bunch of people in. That's true. Mm-hmm. I did learn early on though with, you know, you get employee discount. I remember I was so excited about that. Oh my gosh, um, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then every season there's a product turnover and I was just overwhelmed because every time I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I want that. I want that. I want that. And mm-hmm. I had to really pump the brakes on my life um, and <laughs> hold myself in check and be like, lady, like there's going to be something awesome every time. You're going to have to just relax and then, and take your time, you know, and be deliberate. <laughs> because the other thing was that we ended up having an outlet in our office. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. Yes. So good old days. And you could like oh. go down on your lunch hour or if you were particularly stressed or you needed a moment, you know, like you could go walk through the store. Well, mm-hmm. that is not good for one's budget. I can tell you that. Correct. Oh, my paychecks um, went directly back into the store. Oh, it was brilliant. Yes. yes 100%. 100%. I would have to sneak in Ottomans into my house. Uh-huh. It's like, how do you sneak in an Ottoman? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was on a coffee break. Well, it's too, it's funny too because like anyone you talk to in Atlanta, I think especially, knows. And it used to be called the Ballard Back Room. We used to call it that. And it was actually that on Yelp for a long, long time, like way mm-hmm. after it, we stopped calling it that. But people would be like, oh, yeah, like the Ballard Back Room, the outlet. Like anytime you mentioned working at Ballard, they would bring that up. And but yet, I feel like no one knew that that was also our corporate office. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> yeah, it was because, you know, like a quarter of the building was the outlet and then the other three quarters was the office. But mm-hmm. no one realized that, which I always thought was so funny. But yes, you're right. Like the the midday break to the store was always. Mm-hmm. And, it was you know, dangerous. The, the gals who worked in the store... Miss Vicky Major, mm-hmm. she was a hard sell. Like she would pedal mm-hmm. and she was always like, oh, like, you know, she would make a bargain with you. You need so this. It was always, yeah. Give me your <laughs> paycheck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I did learn the lesson there that, you know, impulse buying is not always the best buying. And just because mm-hmm. something is a deal doesn't make it right for your house. So I made, you know, I made some expensive mistakes in there. I mean, I wouldn't say expensive, but you know, money's money, you know, because it's such a good deal. Uh, I I think it's better to kind of make a plan and stick to your plan and um, stay open-minded, but try to stick to your plan a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the opposite. Sometimes something real cool happens and you're like, that's true. Stay open-minded. Maybe this is my new key piece that my whole room, I don't know. There, there's mm-hmm. been multiple times about or something's been upholstered going back to like something custom, some beautiful fabric. And you're like, forget my room. I think this fabric is like my launch off, like launch pad mm-hmm. for the rest of this room now. I've, I did yeah. that quite a few times too. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Allow yourself to fall in love <laughs> with something. You have to be disciplined though. Cause I, I do feel like, especially in this time where, there's so much visual inspiration, like Pinterest and Instagram and all this stuff. It's easy to convince yourself that everything you see that's a good deal is also like a really special thing. So you have to be able to realize that they just because, I don't know, I think it's easy to conflate the two and be like, I love this. And would like, would you pay full price for it? I think right. it's a good. That's right. Yeah, that's a good test. Right. Litmus test. Same with clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you would pay full price for it, but you're getting it for a deal, then get it. But if you are you're only, only getting it. buying it because it. it's a deal. Mm-hmm. 
oh, that's an easy mistake to make, especially in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we've all bought way too much through the years, for sure. Just the right amount. Just the right. Oh amount. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. There's. I mean, I could buy more. I could definitely buy more. <laughs> I can rearrange. Oh, for no, sure. it's funny. Products? I'll go over to my friends' houses. And uh-huh. like all of my old stuff is at their house because I continue to move <laughs> through things. Oh, I need a new coffee table, whatever. And I'll go to people's houses like, oh, I forgot that was my coffee table. I love that coffee table. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just keeps evolving over the years. You know what you fall in love with and what you want. Mm-hmm. Are there any products that you think back on that we used to sell and you're like, oh, God, what was that about? Or do you think everything was perfect? We used to have a lot more animal things. Like kitschy little animal things, like a bear match holder. You know, like if you had a log cabin, it'd be cool. But like, I don't know, things like that. Mm-hmm. We, we went through a Harlequin phase where everything was Harlequin. Oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's like pretty. towels and mats, and uh, I like. Hard. I feel like we sold figures that had Harlequins painted on them, and so I don't know. It's a lot of Harlequin action. Was that Mackenzie Child era too? <laughs> Mackenzie Childs is still in business. And they're still rocking Harlequin. You they are, are right. Still. <laughs> so you can still get your fix over there. Um, <laughs> I got, yeah, I feel like it's an, it's animal stuff. And then there was just certain art pieces that like, you know, at first you were, you know, okay with them. And then after like eight years and it was still like hot, you're like, okay, everyone has to have this. Are we done with like if you, if you like yeah? So I guess everyone it's not was bad, in, but in like, our market. Yeah, I just felt like we were like, come on, like the whole world has this piece now. Like, is it and she'd still be chugging along? That kind of stuff was funny, but that wasn't a missed product. I will say that Caroline did prep us to answer <laughs> these questions, and we came ill prepared. I don't know. I mean, I was going to say like all of the column things, but like I feel like those are coming back in a way. Oh, they definitely mm-hmm. back. They were cool at the time. And they right? may be in cool again. Yeah, they were out just long enough to come They're on back. They popping back. back. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So, so true. Yeah, that that is, the, that is tricky because I feel like there are things that done in a certain way maybe are a little cringy, but there's always a way to reinvent it in a cool way. And I'm sure there's someone out there that does it well. We used to have monogram toilet paper. Oh, Ooh, I do remember that. That was that. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess it was for bathrooms that like you didn't use maybe for show, but oh, that's true. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, used a, like a printed paper? Toilet paper? Like mm. exactly. You don't want yeah, to. Why? Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was a weird one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one, Karen. Way to think of a weird one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Back in the day, we did. I mean, there we have those. We had those little column like. Medici capitals for oh, a long time. You sit about, but like risers, yeah, right. big risers. I don't hate those still. I mean, no, I don't hate them. I think it is more just. It had it. It it seemed like it almost like had a time stamp on it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. But like I, but I've got to admit, like I didn't know what to do with them when I first started, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is what is this?" And they kept popping up, and like now I'm like, "Oh, well." I guess I guess I can understand where those where those I live now. <laughs> I'm not quite there. Okay, I'm not quite. To, I <laughs> Give need it a one. year. But yeah, honestly, yeah, that's probably the tra- trajectory I'm on. What is the oldest product you still have? 
Okay, well, I'll tell y'all one of my first products. I like that, again, because she's prepared, and the rest of us are sitting here, like, yeah. going, going through Well, I mean, there was some beats of silence, so I guess I'll just jump <laughs> in. <laughs> jump in. Um, <laughs> crickets. When I first moved to Atlanta, my um, now mother-in-law had some bookcases that she had bought at the back room, the our outlet in Atlanta, probably now, I mean, 15 years ago and it was the Bordenay bookcase mm-hmm. and she had bought them for her apartment or actually her house in Savannah, but she painted them like a charcoal gray. And so she was like, Oh, what? you know, I had, I guess been telling her I needed some bookcases. So she was like, you can have these, like I have them in the basement. I'm not using them, you know, like I'm happy to lend them to you. So I had those for, for a couple of years. That's and that sweet. was, that was my first Ballard product before I worked here. Mm, so not purchased, but I, say. By you. Yes. Well, true. But Brown. And also before I worked here, um, you know, I, wor- I worked at like Southern Progress, which is the parent company of Southern Living, like in 2009 and 10. And I think I've told the story on the podcast, but my job was to go through all the old issues and mark the best rooms in them. And then I had to go into like the internal archive, find the room, crop it for the web and upload it into this our sort of like home website, which is now gone, but so sort of like an archive of all the rooms so that you could kind of go in there and just like flip through living rooms and living rooms until you found inspiration or whatever. But I would also have to upload sources and like photo credits to the room. And I kept noticing that Ballard was always among the, sources. where the designers were getting rooms, <laughs> were getting stuff from. So wow. it was like one of the one of the most common, I guess, sources. So I was like, oh, okay, what's the, what is this Ballard Designs company? I need to go check them out. Mm-hmm. So I remember my f- after the terrific table, I purchased a hose holder that you put on the side of your house. And it was one of the few places you could get a decorative one. It was iron. They were wrought iron. And um, I feel like they were called like the Elysian hose holder or something like that. And um, yeah, and it was sort of rusty and uh, curly. And I had a brick house and I mounted on that. I thought I was so stylish. I would buy that again, probably. We have another one out. Like just the other day, I was like, I'm like, oh, there's a, a wall hose holder. I need one of those. Because ah, if mm-hmm. you have something on the front of your house, you know, mm-hmm. I have a, like on the front facing my street. Like, I don't want a Home Depot thing up there. I want something good, cute. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. You want something mm-hmm. more decorative. And that one's really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So practical solution, beautiful solutions to practical mm-hmm. needs, I think. Is mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It just. A big piece. It's important. A big piece of the brand, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of how we approach Yeah, where things. did that come Where did that come from? Because I think of that as being a, a really important aspect of the brand, too. You know, I don't know, Caroline. I mean, maybe it has something to do with, and I don't want to sound sexist, but being like a female-led company for so long, um, you know, a family, a, you know, a person with children and a family, and, you know, thinking about multitasking items and value and what do people really need in their homes and in their lives or what are the things that I can't find out there mm-hmm. that need to be beautiful that have to also function but you know need to be up to my standard pretty well no I do <laughs> yeah. I do think function usually comes first that's in even in the you know going to design school and that's what they teach you know what, what is what are you solving so again you're making something that's fitting a need and then sometimes it doesn't go past that, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I do think that 
you know, it is, it is about the form. And again, just surrounding yourself with beautiful things that make you happy versus again, things that work, but you don't want to see. And maybe just designing things in house helps. I mean, yes. I think that helps a lot. I assumed, Erin, that people are always, I know I am, coming to you and being like, I need an X, Y, Z. Make me one. (laughs) Build it. (laughs) No, I I mean, I do think taking the time and consideration to make something beautiful is very important. Again, we've talked about how what we see and how things feel make us feel. So it's it. It is important. It is. It's important for things to be beautiful and function. And I'm glad that we can marry those two within our our brand and give people beautiful things that Mm -hmm. they can cherish and use forever and maybe paint charcoal gray and pass down to someone else. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's underrated. I think that idea of your surroundings giving you pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, every minute, you know, whatever it is you're laying your hand on, your mouse is on. What does that feel like? You know, is it, does it feel good to you? I, you know, all of that, it, it matters. The, and mm-hmm. it, I don't think people should underestimate that. It really, when you make little changes in your, in your daily routine, like I was talking today to someone about which way we like to face in the room when we're working. And I don't think some people even think about it. They just push their desk up against a wall and stare at a wall all day. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you do that. I like to face out towards light or a window or something like that, that, you know, feels nicer and it, and it, it totally affects your mood. And I, and I believe your um, productivity. So don't underestimate it. <laughs> That's your mother talking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Karen, since you've been our president now for like almost, what, a year and a half, is there anything about the brand or, you know, the company trajectory that surprises you or like that you're newly discovering? How great I am. It took her a few years, but she came around. Yeah, that's true. Taryn's greatness. So we all need raises. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, places she didn't think this question was going. Right. Um, Hmm. Okay, back to the actual question. I remember this in the show notes. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because Ballard is in the middle of opening a lot of retail stores. And if you'd asked me, you know, three years ago, well, during COVID, was retail going to be, you know, part of a growth path? I would have laughed. Anybody would have laughed. But it definitely has proven itself to be a real valid experience that people like. They still like it. They still like to go and sit and touch and feel and then maybe go home and shop. And, and let's face it, you know, we are not a huge company. We're not a huge brand. So plenty of people don't know who we are. And so to be able to put a store near, uh, you know, a cluster of humans that they can go and look at it and fall in love like we all did, you know, years ago is a real opportunity. And you, I think we did have a, an issue in the U.S. with overstoring, you know, too many doors for some brands. But I think if you think about retail stores and think about home retail stores like how many can you actually list there aren't Mm -hmm. there aren't a ton but if you think about all right how many how many clothing stores can i list there's gobs i can list a million clothing stores that i could go you know shop in right now so i think there's opportunity for home uh at retail i think there's there's space out there for it and Mm -hmm. i think our brand is unique enough to hold its own out there against anyone else i can think of i don't I, i don't know of another brand that 
looks and feels like Ballard and has sort of that soul and spirit of Ballard. And so that, that I'm surprised that that is, that's our growth thing. I mean, I'm not surprised now, but like three years ago, that would have surprised me to say, oh, retail is a, is a big opportunity for us. And I, but I truly believe that it is. I think it's super exciting because, okay, I personally go to the store on the weekends. So I'm like constantly going to the stores, but it's so exciting. It makes it feel like turnover, like the thing that we mm-hmm. get to see when we get to see like the new product come in and all you know, how exciting that is. And we start mm-hmm. dreaming, right? It's mm-hmm. like that for our customers. And so mm-hmm. to give people in different regions that feeling, because mm-hmm. I still get that feeling every time I go into the store. I do. I, yeah. And I, I drew love it. touching everything and sitting oh, yeah. on everything and just the way it's yeah. put together. I feel like the in-person experience is very important mm-hmm. to the research aspect. I think that's something that I've learned probably mostly from the podcast, just how important doing your homework is to the design process, you know, swatches and drawing it out, measuring and, you know, making a plan and not just shopping on a whim. And I feel mm-hmm. like going mm-hmm. into the store, sit, sit in it, look at the fabric, look at the big swatch you know, sit in every single sofa in the whole room, whether that's our store, which we would love for it to be, or someone else's store, just figuring out what's comfortable for you because it's different for everybody. Opening drawers and figuring out if the blue cabinet matches a blue of a fabric. And then maybe you've thought again, you've changed a whole room, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I love shopping though. Mm. Have y'all told people where some of our new stores are going to be? No, you tell us. I'll tell you a few. Share. Yeah. Well, we already have stores. You know, we have, I don't know, 14, 13? I don't know. 17. It it changes a lot. 17 Um, currently. Well, that's what's 17? Oh, with outlets. Excuse me. With outlets. So there are 14 stores. Our latest is a small studio down in West Palm Beach that we opened. And we're moving and building new stores for two of our legacy stores, which are Tampa and Jacksonville, Florida. But then we're opening new stores in Austin, Texas next year, early next year. And then right outside of Charleston, South Carolina and Mount Pleasant in Cherry Creek, Colorado, which is near Denver. Uh, It's a beautiful shopping area. Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that one. Mm -hmm. That'll probably be like September of next year that we'll open that. It takes a while. You know, you got to build all these things. Greenville, Greenville? South Carolina. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Ah, That's going to be a cute one. I think that's all I can tell you at the moment. The rest are still secrets, officially. Okay. Right. More, <laughs> more, more to come. That was more than I was aware of. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and the other thing that I will say about our store, and I told our store managers too, but I was telling my, my neighbor was asking me like last year, actually about this time last year about like, oh, you work at Ballard. Like I need a rug. What should I do? What should I buy? And I was like, okay, um, well, I need more information than that A and B. <laughs> like, why don't you go into the store and make, they do free design appointments. Like they'll help you. They'll measure. They'll, you know, walk you through the whole thing. So yeah, just go do that. And she, and she finally texted me like two weeks ago. I was like, I finally did that appointment in the store and it was amazing. He helped me so much. He found me stuff. Like he even found me at a coffee table for the outlet and he like gave me some things to, to purchase down the line, like a wish list that I can get as my budget allows and I have a whole plan now. So that was really, and I, and I, I feel like we should stress to people just like 
They will work within your the constraints of your project. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a small project, like picking a lampshade or designing your whole house. Exactly. Yeah, and working with things you already have that, or maybe that you purchased yeah. from other people. We won't get mad at you. No, I mean, that's what we believe in. You know, it's that mix and that's as it should be. And yeah, I mean, they're all, they're so well qualified to like, go to the professional for free and let them help you. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and really nice. and the, you know, I think our listeners are probably a, a very educated consumer and want to do it themselves. But sometimes it is nice to have that extra sounding board mm -hmm. to be like, yes, this will work. Yes, you've thought it out. And it is a, yeah, go forward. And sometimes we all need a little push. You should mm -hmm. try this. Like get out of your comfort zone just a little bit. When I was redoing my basement, I worked with one of the designers at the store and she kind of pushed me to put this kind of crazy fabric on a little ottoman. I wouldn't have thought of it. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's like a yellow zebra, like with a teal welt. And I know that sounds crazy, but it looks so good in the space. And I just would never have mm -hmm. done it myself. And so I was, yeah. I was so grateful, you know? And they know our product very well. Oh. And so they might think of something that you wouldn't have thought of, but because they just know everything we have, they can help you shop. And that goes for designers too. Anything else we have to look forward to in the coming years, Karen, that you can share outside of our retail expansion? Uh, no. Growing? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more enough, great product okay? that's enough uh, more great product there's some fantastic things in the pipeline i mean we are oh. currently working on what you're going to have in march and april of 2024 people so uh yeah that's why there's been some wow. brainstorms some pattern mixing some gorgeous pinks and beautiful feminine feels you're gonna love it you're just Ooh, gonna love pink. what's coming no everything well, i think good. based on our flower show house like pink is Pink was everywhere, so I know Suzanne always knows. <laughs> I do. So can I can I give a little shout out to one of our listeners? So remember when we were on last time, you guys had me on, and I talked about needing friends in St. Pete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, did someone reach out to you? Uh huh. Jamie reached out to me on Instagram. Jamie, thank you. Um, and she's like, my sister lives down there. She's right around the street from you. Blah, blah, blah. So it's so sweet. Um, so thank you, Jamie, for caring about me. <laughs> I Are you going to get drinks it. with her sister? What's I'm going to just go sit on her curb and stare <laughs> at the house and see. <laughs> I feel like that's normal. Isn't that how you make friends? I think that's that's normal. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, awesome. now we figured out why Karen doesn't have friends. We just yeah, yeah, right? right? <laughs> she seems to clear there. now. Well, I love how, how much like people just love the brand and are get so excited uh -huh. that they'll introduce you to their sister or I was just at a party this last weekend and told somebody that I worked at Ballard she pulled up an image of a Claudette bedroom with the green wall from a recent catalog and was like I've been looking for this paint color and I was like okay <laughs> it's Benjamin Moore Palisades Park I just know that from like the top of my head and she was like what is wrong with you this is amazing she's like this is the best day ever that's awesome yeah, you have to be careful yeah. out there. You do. <laughs> you do. You'll get you sucked into yeah. a design you project Ballard at a cocktail party real fast. Tracks. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Ballard. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners who listen in every week. And we hope you enjoyed this, you know, little look back yeah. into our history. Yeah. Uh, well, and if it weren't for all of you, 
we would be nowhere today. So thank you true. to all thank of you for giving us customers jobs. and listeners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just turned 40. We just hit our stride, guys. I mean, we might we need a little good. Botox, yeah, but we're ready age. to go. <laughs> they say 40 is the new 30. Here we are. Like Here we it. are. I yeah. like it. Okay. Well, thank you, Karen, for joining yes, thank us. Thank you, Karen. My pleasure. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.